The Mishnahis continue to talk about the extreme stringencies that were decreed in order to preserve the purity of the Paraduma and its ashes. And the truth is that any object that wasn't specifically protected from becoming impure, we are concerned that it might have become impure, and if somebody touches it, he would not be able to carry out the procedure of the Paraduma. Or if something, an object touches it, then that object will be considered tome as far as the Paraduma procedure is concerned. And not only that, but even if the item was protected from becoming impure, but not with the specific intention that it would be pure and fit for the Paraduma procedure, but rather somebody, let's say, wanted to make sure that it was pure to be able to eat carbonase with that item. Sacrifices, they also need to be kept pure. Even an item like that is considered to be impure as far as the Paraduma is concerned. Now, these Mishnayas contain lots of principles with regards to general laws of tumor transfer, especially those laws that are only Midirabonon. And one such example of a tumor Midirabonon is that any food item that is Tome, if a person touches it with his hands, then just his hands are considered to be Tome. They are Tome on the level of a Shani Latuma, which is two levels lower than a primary Avhatuma. And the ramification of this impurity essentially is only with regards to sanctified food like Truma and Carbonis, sacrifices, and of course, the Poradoma procedure. If somebody then touched those hands that touched the Tome food, if he then touched a container, that container would not be able to be used for the Poradoma. Now, the truth is, not only food makes one's hands tome, but any Rishon Latuma that a person touches with his hands, Midrabonon, his hands will become tome. And in general, this is a very unique kind of impurity in that the person himself remains pure. Only his hands become tome. The tome is restricted to his hands. And in order to be purified from that impurity, he would only need to dip his hands into a mikveh. A mikveh is a collection of natural rainwater which can purify somebody. That having been said, because of the vast stringencies that exist with regards to the Para'aduma, any time that a person's hands should become Tommy Midrabanan, with regards to the laws of Para'aduma, we consider his entire body to be Tommy. Now, the first case of this Mishnah is with regards to an earthenware oven. Now, earthenware can only ever become a Rishon Latuma. This is a unique law to earthenware items, that it's not possible for an earthenware item to become an Avhatuma, which is the primary level of impurity. So even if the earthenware oven becomes Tome from a dead body, although in general something that becomes Tome from a dead body is on the level of an Avhatuma, the oven would be on one level lower, a Rishon Latuma. And because of that, if somebody's hands were to touch that oven, in general, Midrabon on his hands alone will become Tome. But with regards to the Paraduma, Hatar Lachatos, somebody who protected himself from becoming impure with the specific intention that he be able to carry out the procedure of the Paraduma, that's the only way that he can be considered pure for that purpose. Shinogabatanor, and that person touched an earthenware oven, even if the earthenware oven is not known to have become Tome, since it was not guarded with the specific intention of being pure for the sake of the Paraduma, we consider it to be Tome in terms of the Paraduma procedure, and therefore Buyoda, if he touches it with his hand, Tome, he becomes impure, and not only his hand, but his entire body becomes impure. Uvaraglai, however, if he touches the oven with his foot or any other part of his body, 
then Tohoi will remain pure because this entire impurity only applies when he touches it with his hands. Now, the previous Mishnah began talking about a unique law that the Torah describes that the ashes of the Pora Aduma, both before and after they have been added to the water, if those ashes are placed in somewhere which is considered to be a Tome place, that itself makes the ashes impure. So even if the ashes are inside of an earthenware utensil that is not able to become Tome from its outside, if that earthenware utensil is placed on top of something which is impure, then at least according to the Chachomim in the previous Mishnah, the ashes will become Tome, because they are in a, they're in a place that has impurity. Even if according to the regular laws of transfer of the impurity, it wouldn't become Tome. If somebody was standing on top of an earthenware oven, and the oven wasn't guarded with the specific intention for it to be pure for the sake of the Parat Duma, so it's considered to be Tome. But whereas most items are considered to be Tome on the level of an Av Hatuma, if they weren't specifically guarded for the sake of the Parat Duma, over here that it's earthenware, earthenware can never be an Av Hatuma. So this would only be on the level of a Rishon Hatuma, one level lower than that. Be it as it may, somebody is standing on top of the oven, Uposhat Yodoy Chutzatanur, and his hand is stretched out to beyond to the airspace, which is beyond the oven. The halogin b'soichoi and a container of Poratadumah ashes is in his hand, and this container was not placed above the oven at all. It was placed in his hand once it was stretched beyond the airspace above the oven. V'chein ho'esel, and likewise a pole that is used to carry buckets over one's shoulder, they would place a bucket behind and in front of him, on the two ends of that stick or pole. And in this case, there is this pole, that is placed horizontally above the oven, and there are two containers of Pora ashes hanging from this pole, one on either end of the pole, and the containers of ashes themselves are above the airspace, which is beyond the oven. Rabbi Akiva Metaher, Rabbi Akiva says that the ashes remain pure because the ashes are inside the container above an area which is not Tome. They're not directly above the oven itself, so it's not considered to be in an impure place. However, Vachachom Metamim, Vachachom say that in both of these cases, the ashes will become Tome because since they are being supported by the person or the pole, and that personal pole is ultimately above the oven, which is considered to be a Tommy place, at least with regards to Pora Aduma. So these secondary parts, which are being held by the person or the pole, are also considered to be in that place of the oven, which is considered to be Tommy, and therefore the ashes will be Tommy. If somebody was standing outside, who was standing in the area beyond the oven, Next to the oven, the poshat yodoy lachaloin, and he stretched his hand out to the window or the windowsill that was on the other side of the oven. So he stretches his hand over the oven towards the windowsill, the notalas halogin, and he took a container which has ashes of the porat duma inside of it from the windowsill, and he brought it towards him, and by doing so, the hevira gabiatanur, he passed it over the airspace of the oven. Although he didn't place it down even for a moment, Rubi Akiva Metame, Rubi Akiva rules that the ashes are nevertheless Tome, because according to Rubi Akiva, there is a rule of Kuluto Kamisha Huncha, an item that is suspended in midair in a particular area is halachically viewed in the same way as if it had been placed down. 
This has ramifications for the laws of Shabbos, for example, if somebody is transferring something from one domain into another, but he doesn't actually place it down. And over here, it has ramification with regards to this rule of ashes of the Parah Aduma being in an impure place. Based on the rule of Kuluta Kumisha Huncha, Rabbi Akiva understands that the ashes are considered to have been as if it was placed down in an impure place, onto an impure spot. On the other hand, the Chachom say that it is pure because they argue against this concept, and therefore it's not considered to have been placed down at all. Now the Mishnah adds that this entire requirement that the ashes of the Paraduma are not placed onto an impure spot applies specifically to that which the Torah talks about in that context, and that is the ashes, whether before they've been added to the water or afterwards. But with regards to the other parts which are needed for the procedure of the Parah Aduma, this whole concept doesn't apply. And therefore the Mishnah says that despite everything that we have said, Avol, however, a person who has been who has made sure to remain pure in order to be fit and pure for carrying out the procedure of the Parah Aduma, he is able to stand on top of the oven, holding in his hand a empty utensil that has been protected from becoming impure, with a specific intention that it be fit for the Parah Aduma use. And he can even be holding a container of water that has not yet had ashes added into it. And all of these things, the person and the water and the utensil, remain pure. Because it's only the ashes which become impure by being placed onto an impure spot. Mishnah Vol, we already learned that any item that is not specifically guarded from becoming impure with the intention that it thereby be fit and pure for the Parah Aduma procedure is considered to be Tomei with regards to anything involved with the Parah Aduma. And not just Tomei on any low level, but it's considered to be Tomei on the highest level possible for that item. So for example, something that is fit to become Tomei via Tumas Midras that means that it is an item whose purpose is to support a person's weight, for example, a chair or a bed. If a Zov supports his weight on such an item, so the item becomes Tommy on the level of an Av HaTumar. And if anybody touches or carries or moves that item later on, he will become Tommy. So this is more than a regular Av HaTumar. A regular Av HaTumar transmits its impurity onto somebody else only if it touches the other person or the other item. But something that became Tommy Vad Tumas Midras makes even a person who just carries or moves it without touching it, it makes him Tommy. So something that is fit to become Tommy Vad Tumas Midras, even if as far as we're concerned, as far as we know, it is not Tommy, there is that tiny concern, and with regards to the laws of Parah Aduma, it would be considered to be Tommy on the level of Tommy Midras. Likewise, something whose maximum level of impurity is by becoming Tommy from a dead body. Also, that is a level of an avatumar. So we have that concern, and it's considered to be on the level of an avatumar as far as the paradumar is concerned. Now, there are certain things whose maximum level of impurity that could ever be is only a rishon latumar, which is one level lower than an avatumar. For example, a earthenware utensil can never be tommy on the level of an avatumar. And food or drink, that can also only ever maximum be a rishon latumar. And because of that, if it wasn't specifically guarded from impurity for the intention of it being used for Parah Aduma, then it's considered to be on the level of a Rishon Tuma as far as Parah Aduma is concerned. In addition, something that is Tommy on the level of an Av HaTuma in terms of Parah Aduma 
Although in general, something that touches an Avatuma becomes Tome on a lower level, it would be Tome on the level of a Rishon Atuma, because every time that the Tuma is transmitted onwards, it becomes weaker, it becomes on a lower level. A stringency of Poradumo is that the level of impurity does not decrease. And that means that once we consider something to be an Avatuma, even from the mere fact that it's possible to become Tome as an Avatuma, if it then touches another item that touches another item that touches another item, all of them are considered to be on that same level of an avhatuma, such that even if only the last item in the line touches a person, the person will be Tome, and he won't be fit to carry out the procedure of the Pora'aduma. Now, one more important law that the examples of this Mishnah are going to cover is the unique decree of the Torah that although the Pora'aduma ultimately is in its purpose is in order to purify people, even from the most severe type of impurity that comes from a dead body. Nevertheless, the paradox exists that the mechatos is also considered to be a source of impurity. And anybody who touches or moves or carries the mechatos, not for the sake of being purified, they actually become tome. Now, this is going to illustrate many of the laws that we have discussed and some new ones using examples of two containers. One container holds mechatos, the water that's mixed with the ashes of the Pora Aduma, and the second container is one that has been protected from impurity, but with the intention of it being fit for use with carbonice and truma, but without the specific intention that it be used for the Pora Aduma procedure. And as we have learned, such an item is considered to be Tome as far as Poraduma is concerned. Now it's going to become apparent from the first case of the Mishnah that we're talking about items that can, that containers that can become Tome on the level of an Avhatoma. And therefore it must be that we're not talking about an earthenware container because that can only ever become a Rishain Latoma, which is one level lower. So it must be that we're talking about a container made out of metal or a different material that can be an avatoma. So begins the Mishnah, first case. Login shulchatos, a container of mechatos, shinoga b'shal kodesh v'shal truma, that touched a container that is pure for the sake of carbonis and truma, but is considered to be on the level of an avatoma for the sake of paraduma. Shell Khatas, the container of the Mechatos, Tome is impure because it touched something that is considered to be on the level of an Avhatuma in terms of the laws of Paraduma. On the other hand, Vishal Kodeshal Truma, the container that is pure for the laws of Karbanis and Truma, Tahirin, that container will remain pure because the entire impurity that the container of Mechatos has is a stringency only in the world of Poraduma, but in terms of anything else, it's considered to be pure. Second case of the Mishnah, if both of the containers are in either of his two hands, he's holding one in his right hand, one in his left hand, both of them are impure. Since he is touching the container which is pure for the sake of Karbonis and Truma, but impure for the sake of Karbon Khatas, that means that in, in the world of Poraduma, he is now Tome and he's touching the container of Poraduma ashes. So he makes that Tome. Now, the reason why the other container is Tome is because he is moving and carrying the Mechatos, and that makes a person Tome Mido and that impurity is automatically transferred to the container. It goes without saying, of course, that that's not enough to make the container of Mechatos itself Tome. 
because then you would never find Mechatos which was pure, because the person who's carrying it becomes Tome, and he automatically makes the Mechatos Tome as well. So of course this entire impurity that is caused by the Mechatos does not make the Mechatos itself impure. The only reason why in this case the container of the Mechatos is impure is because the person became Tome by touching the other container. Continues the Mishnah with the third case. Shnei Mishnin Yorais, if he is touching the two containers, he's holding them, but he is holding them with paper, so he's not directly touching either of the two containers. Shnei Tahirim, both of the containers will remain pure. Since the person didn't touch the container that is impure in the world of Pora Aduma, so he doesn't become Tome himself, and he also doesn't make that impure, even though he himself does become Tome via holding the Mechatos, he's not able to make the container Tome because he's not actually touching it. Even though he is carrying it, that's not enough for that impurity to be transferred. Next case, Shalchatos bin Yar Truma if he is holding the container of Mechatos with paper and the other container which is pure for the laws of Truma, but impure for the laws of Paraduma, he's holding that directly with his hand. Shnei Tomeim, both of them will become Tomei, because he becomes Tomei via touching the container, which is pure only for the laws of Truma. And since he is now Tomei in the world of Paraduma, so he makes the container of Mechatos Tomei, that's why the container of Mechatos is Tomei, and the reason why the container of Truma is Tomei is because the person becomes Tomei Mido Eraisa by holding and carrying the Mechatos, and he is at the same time directly touching the other container, so he makes it Tomei. What if it was the other way around? Shall Truma Biniar, he's holding the container which is Tohar for the world of Truma, but not for the world of Paraduma. He's holding that with paper, and he's holding the container of Mechatos directly with his hand. Both of the containers will remain pure because the person never touched that which is considered to be Tome in the world of Pora Aduma. So the container of Mechatos does not become Tome. And likewise, since he's not directly touching the container, even though he becomes Tome because he's touching the Mechatos container, he does not make the other container Tome because he's not directly holding onto it. Now, up until this point in the Mishnah, we have assumed that only if one directly touches the container that is pure for Truma, but impure in the world of Pora Aduma, only if you directly touch it do you, do you become impure in the world of Pora Aduma. The truth is, however, that this was subject to an argument earlier on in this parak, this chapter, and according to Rabbi Yeshua, even one who moves or carries it becomes Tommy Midrabonon for the laws of Paradua. And therefore, both in this case and in the previous case, Rabbi Yeshua Omer Rabbi Yeshua says, Shalchatos Tome, the container of Mechatos, does become Tome, even though he didn't directly touch the other container, he did carry it, and that is enough for him to be considered Tome in terms of the laws of Paradua. Continues the Mishnah, If the two containers were placed on the ground, and he touched both of them, without actually moving them. The Mishnah says, The container of Mechatos becomes impure, because the person himself became Tome, at least in regards to the laws of Paraduma, by touching the other container, and he in turn touched the container of the Mechatos. On the other hand, the container that is pure in regards to the laws of Carbonis and Truma, but impure as far as Paraduma is concerned, that container remains pure because 
The only reason why it would become Tomei is because the person became Tomei from the Mechatos. But in this case, he didn't move the Mechatos at all, and one only becomes Tomei from the Mechatos if he touches the Mechatos itself, not just the container, but he actually touches it, or by moving or carrying it. Over here, where he did none of the above, he does not become Tomei. Hesiton, if he moved the two containers without touching them, certainly he becomes Tomei from the Mechatos because he, mo- he caused them to move and therefore the other container will become Tomei. The question is whether the tumor was transferred from the other container onto him, and thereby onto the container of the Mechatos. So Rabbi Hesiton, if he caused both of them to move via something else, Rabbi Yeshua Metamei, Rabbi Yeshua says that even the container of the Mechatos becomes Tomei, and this again is Rabbi Yeshua, according to his opinion, that even by moving the other container, he becomes Tomei. On the other hand, the Chachom say that the container of the Mechatos remains pure, and they too are going according to their opinion that only by touching the other container does he become Tomei. A jug of Mechatos that one left uncovered, and then he returned later on, and he came and he found that it had been covered. It can be assumed that a human being is the one who covered it, because animals barely would cover it. It seems to be an intended action. And since the vast majority of people are considered to be Tomei as an Av HaTumar, even as Tumas Medios, as we learned in the previous peric, that we need to be concerned perhaps he is a Zov, therefore Pesula, the Mechatos, will be invalidated. What happens if he left the container of the Mechatos covered, and when he returned, he came and he found it uncovered? This could certainly have been done by an animal. It's assumed that it was not done by a person, because if a person were to uncover it, he would presumably recover it. So therefore, we don't, we don't need to be concerned that somebody who is an al touched it. However, there is a concern that an animal uncovered it and actually drank from it. So the Mishnah says, If the, it is in a low place, somewhere where it's accessible for a weasel to drink from it, we learned earlier on, a couple of prokum ago, that a weasel is one of the animals that would invalidate the water if it drinks from it. So if it's in a place where it's accessible for a weasel, then oinochosh, or even if it's just accessible for a snake, according to Rabbi Gamliel, who ruled in that Mishnah a couple of prokum ago, that even a snake who drinks from the water invalidates it, or if it was left for dew to descend into it at night. That's also a way of it becoming invalidated. Then Pesula, the Mechatos, would be invalidated. However, if it wasn't left out at night, or it was in a high place, such that only other types of animals can reach it, animals that wouldn't invalidate it, even if they do drink from the water, so then it would still be valid. The law is that if a earthenware utensil is inside of a room in which there is a dead body, so in general, any item inside of that room becomes Tomei. However, the rule is that if there is an earthenware utensil that is fully sealed shut, then it protects itself as well as anything else that is inside of it from becoming Tomei from the dead body. That having been said, with regards to a Poradumo ashes, hachatos possible. If the ashes of the Poradumo were inside of this fully sealed earthenware utensil, they would not be protected from becoming Tomei, because at the end of the day, the ashes are considered to be in an impure place. However, since that's the reason why they become Tomei, we learned that that only applies to the ashes. 
But if there was the water that was designated for the Paraduma, but the ashes had not yet been added to it, and it's some fossil that would be protected from the impurity if it is inside of a fully sealed shut earthenware utensil. And the fact that it's an impure place is not relevant because that is something that's only a relevant law for the ashes themselves.